2: He insists on the Sunday newspaper that brings you the Comic Weekly. Disguised as islanders, Jungle Jim and Kolo have set forth to find out what they can about the man who poses as Peter Stone. Jim hopes to get most of his information from the islanders. But he finds that these usually happy and carefree islanders are unusually silent and morose. All Jim and Kolo's efforts to make friends with the islanders are useless for they recognize Jim and Kolo as strangers and will have nothing to do with them. Meanwhile, Shanghai Lil, sunning herself on the beach at Nahia Island, watches Kitty St. John's trim figure as she walks briskly along the beach and out of sight around a bend. Lil does not dream that Kitty St. John, furious at the treatment she has received from Jungle Jim, is keeping a rendezvous with the enemy. For she is about to betray Jim to the sinister, mysterious figure who poses as Peter Stone.
3: Well, little lady, just what is it that you want to see me about?
0: Maybe you'll think I'm silly, but all the planters hate you so that I just had to meet you. You know the old saying, enemies are an indication of character.
3: Oh, that's one of those old sayings I never heard.
0: <laughs>
3: well, what's that got to do with your little visit?
0: But I just had to meet you. A man who has so many enemies must be awfully interesting and and very romantic. Oh, ah.
3: so you decided to get acquainted and find out, is that it?
0: Yes. You see, most of the men I come in contact with are awfully dull and stuffy. Their minds are always full of business, trade, and that sort of thing.
3: Mm-hmm. I see. They sort of uh, neglect you, is that it?
0: Yes. Exactly. Oh, Mr. Stone, I knew you'd be much more understanding. Well,
3: why not? Young, attractive, unattached girl is something worth understanding. What's more, I think we could get along very well together.
0: Do you? Do you really, Mr. Stone? Certainly.
3: And to prove it to you, I'll take the first step. How about a nice little dinner together at the Embassy Club, huh?
0: Why. Why, I'd love to, Mr. Stone. Oh, really, I would. All
3: right. Why not tonight? Shall I call for you?
0: No. No, suppose I meet you at the Embassy Club. About 7.30?
3: About 7.30? Excellent. I'll be there.
0: I really must run along now before some of my inquisitive friends miss me and decide to look for me. Until seven thirty
3: tonight, then. Au revoir. Au revoir until this evening, Mrs. This St. John. Well, big Tom, it's all set. I'm taking Mr. St. John out to dinner. Mm, Sure, boss. (laughs) You take a
1: pretty yellow-haired girl out to dinner. (laughs) That'd be all right. She like you, boss.
3: Yes, sir, Big Tom. She likes me, and I like her. Because I can use her. She knows all those big planters and money men. They're going to get a very unpleasant surprise tonight when they see me waltz into the exclusive embassy club with Kitty St. John on my arm, huh?
1: Yeah, (laughs) boss.
3: That ought to give them something to talk about. Sure, boss. You look
1: swell, all dressed up in fancy clothes and have a pretty girl, too. Yeah. That'd be good, boss. Make those fellas plenty jealous when you take their girl away.
3: Yes, big Tom, for months they've been passing me up. Giving me the cold shoulder and that icy stare. They made sure I wouldn't crash their very exclusive little circle, huh? <laughs> well, they can't very well ignore me tonight when I walk in with one of their favorite glamour girls, can they?
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: boss. <laughs> now you have big laugh on them, boys. And that'd be plenty good jokes too. Gee, even Big Tom have good laugh on them. <laughs> boss is stealing their girl, that'd be good. <laughs>
2: In the meanwhile, Jungle Jim and Kolo have tried in vain to win the natives' confidence and, very much disappointed, return home to Tony Lowry's to report their first failure.
1: No, Tony, it was absolutely a failure.
2: The natives just won't make friends.
1: They won't trust anyone, native or white. Oh, that's too bad, but that's just what I expected, Jim. Why, we couldn't even get it within, within ten feet of any one of them. The moment would approach. They'd either hurry away before we could get a chance to say even hello or... Ross they'd turn their backs and completely ignore us. Yes, I know. That's an old story. I was very much afraid you weren't going to have much luck, Jim. Well, I guess we can thank Peter Stone for that. He certainly has a terrific hold on these natives. He's terrorized them so that there isn't a single one of them that will dare oppose him. Well, now, don't feel too badly about it, Jim. Tomorrow's another day. We'll just have to figure out a new plan of attack, that's all. There's one fortunate thing. We have plenty of time... Let's give this fellow that calls himself Peter Stone plenty of rope, and I think he'll hang himself. I wouldn't be too sure of that. Take it from me, Tony. He's a very smart, shrewd operator. He may be a crook, a murderer, and everything you say he is. But one thing I'm sure of, he's nobody's fool. He's fiendishly clever and very, very dangerous. Yes, he is dangerous. But so are we, Jim. So are we when we have to be. And we'll get him eventually. Now, then, how about talking of something a little more pleasant, hmm? All right. What do you say if we uh, have a foursome for dinner at the Embassy Club tonight? A foursome? <laughs> now, Jim, don't look so frightened, I'm afraid. I won't pair you off with Kitty. I'll take good care of <laughs> that. <All right. laughs> you can escort Lil. I uh, think I'm not in her good graces anyhow. No? No. What's the matter? Surely you and Lil haven't come to blows, have you? Oh, well, not quite that bad, but... We had quite a heated argument in which we were both so indiscreet as to exchange opinions of each other's intelligence. Oh, I'm afraid I might have been a little too outspoken. Well, don't let it worry you, Tony. Lil doesn't usually hold a grudge, but um, tell me, uh, what was this heated argument all about? Oh, your conquest. Your little curly-headed babe. Dear little Kitty St. John. <laughs> I'm afraid Lil's dislike for Kitty, which I suspect is based on jealousy, has gotten the best of her, and she made some rather strong statements that didn't seem quite fair, even to Scatterbrain Kitty. I resented them and told Lil so. Well, I'm surprised to hear that, Tony. She didn't like Lil to talk out of her turn. Lil's judgment, as a general rule, is pretty keen. He seldom makes a statement without having pretty conclusive evidence to back it up. Well, this was probably one of those rare occasions when the usually infallible De was wrong. You see, Jim, the crux of her accusation was this. She linked Kitty St. John up with that stone chap, intimated that Kitty was carrying on a secret affair with Stone and betraying us to him. I can readily see why you'd resent anyone making such statements about any one of your close friends, Tony. But before I'd be too definite about little being wrong... I'd do some checking up to be sure I was right. But, say, uh, uh, don't let us get into an argument over it. <laughs> if uh, we're to have dinner at the embassy club tonight, uh, I'd better have a look at the condition of my dress clothes. <laughs> right. so I'll, uh, I'll see you later. right oh, Jim. Uh, we'll leave about seven. <laughs> One moment, sir. I'll bring right over. Thank you. I can't get over Kitty's strange actions this evening. He <laughs> said she already had a dinner date and we'll would have her escort bring her here. She wouldn't tell me who he was. Kitty behaved very suspiciously.
0: No, no, Tony, don't tell me that you're beginning to doubt our little angelic Kitty. <laughs> Why, you were her most fervent defender. Now, remember. Lil, uh, huh?
1: I thought you promised me that you and Tony had agreed to drop that feud over. Kitty St. John's.
0: My error, Jim. I apologize, Tony. Oh, no, that's
1: quite all right, Bill. I I don't for one moment think that Kitty's getting into bad company. It's it's just that she's a romantic little idiot and might not use good judgment in her selection of an escort. Besides, I feel more or less obligated to watch over her. Huh? This is the first time she's made a date without telling me in advance who the man is to be. In. Well, I think Mrs. Kitty St. John is old enough to take care of herself without any help from us. I hope so. So, uh, let's just forget and settle down to enjoy our dinner. It's mm-hmm. <laughs> over so 24 hours since I've had anything substantial to eat, and I don't mind telling you I can do justice to a good dinner. <laughs> <Me too. laughs> Jim. What? Phil huh? no. Well, I'll be hey. Confounded little fool. Look, Jim, in the doorway pity St. John with that phony Peter Stone. What? Well, so it is. Mm -hmm. That's bad, Tony. Very bad. I don't like that at all.
0: Well, Tony, I hate to say I told you so, but
1: there she is.
0: Now, do you believe what I told you when we saw her hurrying down the beach this morning? You still think my idea of an alliance with Kitty and Peter Stone is still uh, pure, old-fashioned, gay, 90, melodrama? please
1: don't rub it in, Lil. I'm sorry. You certainly were dead right. I might have known that you weren't just overplaying your hand in suspecting Kitty. I apologize for being so hasty about it. You evidently know what you're talking about.
0: Okay, Tony. Now we're even again.
1: Well, Tony, we've got to keep a close watch on those two. I still don't think that stupid little Kitty St. John realizes it. But she's playing with dynamite.
2: And so little Kitty St. John springs the bombshell on the Nahia social circle and makes her appearance in the company of the notorious Peter Stone. It has certainly been a blow to Anthony Lowry. Who so ardently defended her against Lil's accusations. But once again, Lil triumphs in her intelligent appraisal of the situation that had developed between Kitty St. John and the phony Peter Stone. But what will be the outcome of Kitty's alliance with Stone? Don't miss the next exciting episode in the adventures of Jungle Jim. Remember, you can follow these adventures in the full color action pictures which appear in the Comic Weekly, the world's greatest comic supplement. Containing the best full-color adventure and comic pictures. Remember, no other comic supplement can give you the top names of cartoon land, like the all-star favorites to be found in the Comic Weekly. The whole family follow the fun and frolics of Jiggs and Maggie, the Little King, the Immortal Donald Duck, as well as the exciting adventures of Flash Gordon and Jungle Jim. Join the 11 million adults and 6 million youngsters who every week find the greatest of home entertainment in the Comic Weekly, which comes to you with your Hearst Sunday newspaper. More thrilling radio adventures of Jungle Jim will be heard at the same time next week over this same station. Be sure to tune in.